We always want more. More food, more pleasurable experiences, more coffee, more parties, more likes, more fun, more time. But why do we want more? Is wanting more actually beneficial for us? Or does it hurt us in the end? Naturally, this article is shorter than the others, and naturally, I'm going to say some unpopular opinions. However, I ask you to give what I have to say here a fair shot. I struggled to understand it all at first too, but when I did make sense of it, I knew what was right. I once listened to a podcast where the guest was this guy named Naval Ravikant. Naval founded and is the chairman of AngelList, a platform where he has had major successes through early investment in startups. But those details don't really matter. What does matter is a quote that he said in the episode. He said, Every desire is access to where you will suffer. All right, let's slow down here. Once again, he said, Every desire is access to where you will suffer. Everything we want is a point where we can become disappointed, thrown off, and upset. However, we would not reach any of these states if we did not have desires that open the door to reaching them. And yes, I know, it's impossible to not want anything. We all have needs and strong desires in our lives that we simply cannot negotiate. I accept that and recognize that to be true. We all need to eat. We all need to hydrate ourselves. We all need shelter. I get it. But nevertheless, that's not the case for everything we want. I would even go as far to say that it's not the case for most of the things that we want. Ultimately, we get to decide where the vulnerabilities from our desires will lie. To put it simply, we don't need as much as we think we need. We manufacture needs for ourselves, which are inherently vulnerabilities to our happiness. If you don't have a need for sugar to enjoy the taste of something, then you won't be disappointed when there's no sugar in the food and drinks you consume. When you don't need alcohol to relax or open up, then you won't rely on alcohol when you're in a situation where it is more advantageous to do so. When you don't need coffee to wake up and be productive, your day won't be thrown off if you can't have it. When you don't want a new dress for every event, you're content with just going to the event itself and you close the door to judging yourself for how you look, which will ultimately make you unhappy. To sum it up, with less wants and manufactured needs, our ability to be happy and to maintain that happiness increases. Who doesn't want that? What makes us happy in the long run? Focusing on what we have and appreciating it, or focusing on our desires and all of the things that we want. One allows us to be happy now, in the present, and the other is a never-ending cycle of going after the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. And yes, having goals is important. Striving towards something and making progress toward it can undoubtedly make us happy. But... We don't have the appreciation of what we have as a default. Our capacity to access greater happiness in the present is much lower. I'll round this off with an example from my personal life. Food and drink. In terms of food and drink, I live what one would call a boring life. I eat the same things pretty much every day. I don't go out to eat. 
I don't drink alcohol. I don't drink coffee. I don't consume added sugars. I only drink water. And I don't eat any fancy packaged meals that you can buy at the store. Instead, I buy good and healthy food that is inexpensive. I cook it, I eat it, and I call it a day. This costs me around $35 or less per week. To help you better visualize this, here's an example of what I was eating last week. Breakfast, four eggs, two diced medium-sized potatoes, spinach, tomato, garlic powder, paprika, salt, lunch, one cup of oats cooked with cocoa powder, flax seeds, and cinnamon, and along with that, a head of broccoli with hummus, and along with that, a half cup of peanuts. And for dinner, a piece of tilapia, a kind of green beans, some lemon on top, and salt, paprika, and garlic powder. Seems easy enough. No, it's healthy, and it's everything that I need. Nothing more, nothing less, just enough. And since it's so simple and easy, it's tough to not be content with it. In my next episode, I'll be back to put the missing pieces of this piece together. This next work will be titled Essentialism, which honors the title of a book I just finished reading, which is Essentialism by Greg McEwen. In that piece, I'm going to highlight the importance of finding and pursuing only that which is essential in life, which I hope is a strong and resounding message. And yeah, if you want to email me, feel free to reach out, matt at mattbest.net. I would seriously love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to this, once again, an article from my blog, mattbest.net slash the platform. I hope you've visited it at least once now and that you've taken a look. And if you haven't, feel free to do so. I think it's pretty cool. Thanks again for your attention. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back soon. Lots of love. Cheers.